Thank you for joining us as we study God's Word together. We'd love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org contact to introduce yourself today. How do you know, we just talked about God's Word. Now, how do we know what your priorities are? How do we know that? Sometimes I think we talk about things like we can say God's word is really it. Family comes first, you know, right after God. You know, I called Bill. We were supposed to meet the other day and he said we were going to and he said, you know, I've got my children and before they grow up and it passes me by, I've got to cancel today. And I thought, there's a guy who knows his priorities. That's pretty cool. Sometimes we say things we affirm something, we say, this is a priority in my life because we're right about that, but then we don't always live it out that way. Can anybody be honest about that this morning? Like, isn't reading God's word really important to you? Let me see your hand. Is it? Is it? The question still lies, do you do it every day? All right? And this is not one of those messages, believe me, where it's like, this is good, this is bad, and, oh, here you are. No. What we want to do is recognize that our priorities that we know about, that God has put within our hearts, the things that we say are right on, they are. And then it's not about you trying harder to be over here. It's about this morning, the presence of God coming and his word being alive to each one of our hearts so that when we hear it, there's grace that comes with it and our minds and hearts are changed so that we're going to grab a hold of that thing that God wants to do in our lives. Are you ready for something new this morning? Put your hand, let me see. All right, let's pray to that end because like Pastor Dan made it so clear, today we are focusing on God's word. God wants to speak to every single one of us. God wants to speak to Cindy. He wants to speak to Neva. He wants to speak to me especially my wife. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you love us so much that you saved us from eternal damnation and hell. You've given us the promise of heaven. You foreknew us before the foundations of the earth. You predestinated us. You called us justified by the blood of your son. You separate us. You sanctify us and you glorify us. And between you know, the beginning of salvation and the day that we check out from planet earth, there's a great work that you want to accomplish in every one of our lives. And today is one of those days. So I pray today that you would speak to us like only you can. I met a young guy recently, teenager, I don't know how old. And uh, this guy has priorities, you know, I mean, how many of us men in the room remember being a young teenage boy, right? We know what that's all about. We've been there. This guy has his sights set on one thing, and that is becoming a missionary. That is so cool. That is attractive. In the spiritual realm, you don't talk about hot, cold. That's hot. That's hot. And it's not just a declaration, this young person carries a burden for people in our community 
who are suffering under the torment of the enemy with self-abuse and all kinds of other issues. So priorities, priorities have a way of coming through our lives. Now, God has given us, and I think this is a battle today between some of these things that we call, you know, priorities and then how we actually live. Uh, among us, we are gifted. We're a gifted people. Everybody say, I'm gifted. Amen. You are gifted, okay? Amen. Tess, where's Tess? There she is. Tess loves to write, and she writes these intriguing stories. Now, is it a priority, right? Yeah, because that's the way God made her. Now, to take that priority and use it for the kingdom, take that gift, use it for the kingdom, that is awesome. You know, Charlie's not with us today, but Charlie's a budding artist, and he also runs his own business. I think that's so cool, right? That's a priority. That's the way God made him. And social interaction, you know, we just love it. Every time he shows up, it's awesome. Now, to use all of that... Not let that gift be the priority, but to use that gift for the kingdom, that's the priority because then God breathes on it. It's amazing. We love this. Well, we are starting this new series, Pastor Dan has laid out, and it's, um, it's an amazing series. We'll be in the series. It's in the, uh, the book of Psalms, and Psalms is a, a great collection of prayers you know, that have been written. They're personal. Every emotion that you could possibly experience, it's in the book. How many of you ever complained? Yeah, it's in the book. How many of you have ever been on a mountaintop praising God? It's in the book. How many of you have been in affliction and you didn't know if there was ever going to be an end in it? Oh, Lord, how long? It's in this book. You want the book of Psalms because every possible experience we have is recorded there for us for us. And the book of Psalms is also a psalm book for the church. And they would read this and sing these words of the Psalms in their gatherings. Our series is, is called uh, Assembly Required, all right? Assembly Required. I have, uh, my son gave me this yesterday. <laughs> you can tell, <laughs> Assembly Required, okay? And I opened it up. And uh, how many rare men among us read instructions? Raise your hand. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so I pulled this thing out. It's like all these pieces. And I didn't even bother reading instructions. I tried putting it together, and it didn't quite work. Well, God says assembly required, and it's the assembly of us together because each of us are a piece, a part of the body of Christ. You already told me you were gifted. And so we need assembly. We need to gather together in order to hear God's word and figure this out. You know, some people show up to church and they don't do anything except show up. That's what they think. But I saw families here last week with all these little children. And I looked at their lives and they, it spoke to my life. I started praying for those moms that they would have the grace. Actually, I took a little picture of one of the kids. He was crawling under the chairs. It was so cute. To me, not to the mom. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> you know, we need one another when we gather together. So assembling is required in the kingdom of God. He says, forsake not your assembling together. COVID-19 has kept us apart, you know, physically apart. And yet with... Uh, 
with the media the way it is right now and, and Facebook Live and everything that God has provided for such a time as this, we can still gather on those, through those platforms and connect. Besides, we all have cell phones. So if you're, uncomfortable, if you're here today, you're not uncomfortable gathering. But if you're not here today and you're watching this on Facebook Live, that's cool too because you're staying connected. Pick up your phone and stay connected that way. Connections are part. Assembly is required for us to move forward in all that God has for us. So it's, it's quite a blessing to be in the body of Christ this way. Let's take a look at Psalm 1, and let's read this entire psalm together this morning. You know, it is, if you stop and think about it, uh, let's look at Psalm 1. Let's see if it happens. Okay, good. Can you put Psalm 1 up there for us? Thank you. Ah, there we go. Okay. Eric, is there a slide with all the verses on one slide or two slides? Yes, sir. There is. Okay, so if we could get... You put it later on? Earlier? Earlier? Okay, a couple slides back and we'll be on the slide that has the entire psalm on one slide. You think for a minute today. Didn't God create everything with his word? Oh my gosh, look around you. There is not one thing that exists that didn't happen because God spoke it into being. And I just said, oh, we're going to read God's word. I mean, this is huge. God's word. I'm not trying to make it something it isn't. It is his word. And Jesus is that word. Let's read this together, okay? So we'll start at the top. I'll tell you what, because it's God's word, let's stand and read it. Because we're not going to be sedentary about God's work. We're going to move because of God's word, okay? So let's begin right at the top, okay? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the ways of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. Okay, you can be seated. Psalm 1, the importance of God's word. What we're looking at here are two paths, two paths, the way of the wicked and the way of the righteous or those who love God. Uh, the big idea today is that we gather. We gather to delight in his word. We get his word any number of ways, you know? I was back here praying before service, and I saw, and I didn't even see anybody until later. I saw Sarah over there praying, getting a word, you know, in her, in her communion with God, you know, just before service. Some of us go out in nature. We find God. We find him in his word. We find him in our fellowship, and that's, that's of utmost importance for every one of us, and his word is creative. So today, as he speaks... He may begin to adjust some of our priorities in a very creative way. Jesus said, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He was quoting Deuteronomy. 
So there are three benefits that we want to find in this portion of Scripture, okay? Three benefits for delighting and meditating upon God's Word. Delighting in it and meditating. So we could stop right here, because if I said the Word of the Lord today is that you delight in His Word. Okay, great. We could go home. You got the whole thing. The only problem is delighting is a function of something deep within our hearts, right? It's like, how do you delight in something? You know, like if I said dark chocolate, how many of you delight in dark chocolate? Yeah, okay, my friends, all right. Yeah, delight in boating. Anybody? Okay, good, I don't like to get wet. Uh, anyhow, we've got all these, <laughs> but if you have a boat and you want to take me out, it's okay. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> so we delight in things. How does that happen? How does that happen? Don't do bad things, do good things. And then God is such a stickler, he wants you to be happy about it. <laughs> he wants us to be happy. Blessed is the man. The word means happy. Blessed is the man who does not do certain things, right? And then the, the, there's a blessing that results because of delighting. Now, if you delight in dark chocolate, there will be the blessing of extra poundage that's just going to happen, all right? If you delight in boating, you may have a better tan than Pastor Dan. I don't know if that's possible, but it's out there, right? Whatever you delight in, there's a, there's a result from it. So think about your priorities. What do you delight in? There's a consequence, a good one, and sometimes a little questionable. What would happen... If we totally gave all of our uh, delightness, I don't know if that's a word, delightability, <laughs> everything that causes us to be excited about anything, and we put that all into God, what would your life look like? If the only thing that you really got excited about was God. Friday, Chris and I had just a horrible day. That was terrible. You know, and it was phone issues, you know, erasing phones. Uh, it, I don't want to go into it. It's too painful. And I was like, I'm on the planet, and I'm not doing anything that counts. We need the phones, but it's like it's taking all day. So we had to go back to a Sprint store for the third. Did I say Sprint? I'm sorry. I don't like to use that kind of language. Anyhow, we went back to the store, <laughs> and this guy comes out, and <laughs> I had met him a couple of days earlier. Thank God I have different masks. He didn't recognize me, because <laughs> the first time I met him, I was really frustrated, and he said something, and I said, thank you, and I turned around and walked out. Well, this time I saw him coming, and I thought, oh, God, thank you. I can redeem this. So I got talking with him. And I could tell there was something special about this guy. So it, it just came out. I said, I wanted the word of the Lord. That's my whole point. The whole day was the word of sprint, the word of, you know, gigabytes, the word of whatever. And I just wanted the word of the Lord. And so God, I said, God, I've got it. This day's got to count. So I, I just said to him, I said, do you go to church? <laughs> It's a great way to start a conversation, you know. And uh, he told me his mom's an evangelist. 
and that he hasn't been to church in a while, just able to pour in. It was the word of the Lord that made my day, that made his day. At the end, because of COVID, we couldn't hug, but we did shake hands and then we washed our hands. <laughs> but it's like that, that craving. Do you realize that what you want every day of your life is the word of God? That is what you want, right? That's really it. If I were to ask you your priority, you tell me the word of God. But how do we live that out? There's got to be that interior angst that causes us to move in that direction. This portion of scripture, if we could take a look now at verses 1 of 1 and 2, um, we'll see there that blessed is the man who doesn't walk, right? Who walks not in the way of, you know, the scoffer, the sinner, right? What does it say? He doesn't even stand in the way of sinners. He doesn't sit, right? This is amazing because if you look at these words, we've got, uh, he doesn't, because he doesn't stand. I won't even stand still with these people, okay, in the way of sinners. I will not sit down and relax. Let's just chill out and talk about it, okay, sinner? No, 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 right? Uh, and he won't, he won't sit there. But his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. That's something that is so very important for every one of us to uh, really, really grab a hold of. What are we delighting in? I believe God wants to speak to us today, you know, about that. Again, two paths, two paths. Verse 2 indicates that the person that uh, makes God's law his absolute delight, that is the Word of God, the Bible, all right, gathering together to hear the Word of God, gathering together to see the Word of God in one another's lives, big priority. Tomorrow, with the students, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do some things in our community. You know, hopefully we will be very attractive and people will see the Word of God in action. I'm, I'm really excited about that. Now, I want to talk for just a minute here about the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? Ten Commandments? Yeah, got that. Uh, Leviticus, you know, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Pentateuch, yep, it's the law of the Lord. What about the New Testament? What's the law of the Lord? The law of the Spirit. It's a law of the Spirit of life in Christ. Jesus said, I'm the man that came down in the wilderness. He said, you live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The law of the Lord is what God is putting on your heart every day. If he tells you what he wants you to do and you don't do it, to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. All right? So whatever it is, those little nuances of daily life, do you ever walk outside of the gaze of God? I don't think so. So he sees us all the time. I prayed this morning, God, look at me. Look at me. Because when I know you're looking at me, I want to be in tune with you. I don't want to be out of step with my God at any moment, of any time, of any day. Amen? 
That's the way we want to walk with God. That's the law of the, uh, of the Lord. And it's also called the law of liberty. We're free to do everything God has called us to do. That's freedom. Amen. We want that kind of freedom operating in our lives every day. It is great to be free. Absolutely great. There's a book called uh, You Are What You Love by James K.A. Smith. You are what you love. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you just think about that. Because, number one, God is love. Love fulfills the law. It's all about, life is all about love. That's why he could say delight. Because it really means love me so much that you're just like crazy in love with me. Right? Uh, I met Eric at a Bible study when we first came to Woodside, I don't know how long ago. And it was at um, Paul and Sarah's house. And uh, so we just talked it up a bit and just like, yeah, so what are you about? Tell us your story. And uh, I'll never forget, Eric told a story about um, the first time he saw Caitlin. And uh, I'm talking about the word delight here. Eric, can you tell us, what, what was that like? Yes, yeah, so it was, I can remember very clearly because it was interesting because I had known her my whole life. I met, for those that don't know, I met my wife in kindergarten. Um, so <laughs> Everybody go, aw. Yeah, we known yeah. almost our whole lives. But it was a, a vivid day back in like, like ninth or 10th grade that I actually, I just noticed her. It was mm -hmm. like a, a different, just totally different. I'd known her my whole life, and then I noticed her. And I saw her, and I went home that day, and I told my mom, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> and then we started dating our senior year. So it was like years later, but yeah, it was just, it was really interesting. So would you say she got into your head? Oh, yeah. And did you delight in her? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so like my wife, okay, I met her 55 years ago, and uh, she got in my head, and I couldn't even drive a car. I remember, I, all I could do was think about her. That's all I could do. I remember what she smelled like. She was wearing a kind of a mint green fluffy sweater in high school. And that's all I could think about. And I was coming home from work one day. And my mission, my goal, my priority was Chris Owen. And I'm driving home and I, my mind just slipped for a moment to some heavenly realm with her and I smashed into a car <laughs> that smashed into another car, that smashed into another car, smashed into, I smashed up four cars, and it was all her fault. I just can't believe it. <laughs> but that is how God, I think puppy love is kind of like a God thing. It's, it, it, you know, we look at it and we go, oh, that's so immature, it's just puppy love. Where did that come from? Did that come from hell? I don't think so. I think it came from God. So every day we wake up a little giddy. It's like, what's God going to do today? Because I am delighting in the law of the spirit of life in Christ that has set me free from the law of sin and death. God wants us to delight in his law as though we are, oh, get this, falling in love with Jesus. How's that work? <laughs> That's incredible. Because I have a feeling that God is flirting with us and he just wants to see who's going to respond and not stand in the way or walk in the way or sit in the way of the wicked, right? Unless we're witnessing to him, then bring it on. We've got what it takes. 
to see the world converted. That's why I love teaching high school, especially the last trimester when everybody complains about senioritis. I'm delighting in the word of the Lord, and you are celebrating senioritis. It's not in the Bible. Bring it on. Come on, come to class. I want a piece of you today because I'm going to bring you to a place where you're going to realize that one day, I'm talking to them, not you, you are going to face the judgment of God and how you live every day. And if you delight in this, you're going to be blessed. And if you delight in this, they end up in hell. Oh, what about the Christian who says he delights in God and yet delights in some of these other things so that when God is calling you to do his thing, you find yourself just kind of like, yeah, I'll get to that in just a minute. I got to do this, right? Mm, I don't know. God wants to give us the power today to overcome that tendency in any one of our lives. Because while he loves you and he's called you, he's doing a great work of sanctification in every one of our lives to bring us to new levels and uh, meet that deep, deep desire that each one of us have in our hearts. It's a wonderful thing. Absolutely wonderful. Love is like a fire. It is unquenchable. And it goes after whatever is in its way. And I have to ask, like, how do you fall in love? You taste and see, right? You taste and see. Uh, my son, when he was just a baby, he'd eat anything. I mean anything. We had uh, smoked oysters, right? And he was eating them. Now he's fussy. But look at these. These are so good. <laughs> and living in America, this is not the only kind of chip. They, you know, like the vinegar and salt, the salt, the vinegar and pepper, the, the jalapeno, these are habanero. Oh, these are so good. And you eat, you think you're going to eat one and you know you don't. So Jesus knew that about us. He said, so taste and, taste and eat another one. No. Taste and go up for seconds. No. Taste and, if we taste the things of God, our eyes are enlightened. That's how we can delight because our eyes, like Eric shared, his eyes were enlightened with the glory of Caitlin. And he was, he was he, that, that's it. I'm going to marry her. And he did. May that be our attitude toward the Lord. I just think it is so cool how God's word, you know, through his Holy Spirit is alive inside of us. We gather together here to hear his word and to walk in his word and to do that 24-7. I love the fact that uh, Moses got this in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And, and look at the positioning too, the walking, the sitting, the laying down, the rising up. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in your heart. And you shall teach what? The word. You'll, you'll teach it to your children. You'll talk of them when you sit down in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lay down. And when you get up. 24-7 into God's word, living passionately, wanting that more and more in our lives. Let's look at a second, a second a benefit from God's word here in Psalm 1, verse 3. He says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Get this, all that he does prospers. It's amazing. The imagery here is a tree. And in scripture, a tree is, is a, a symbol, a type, you know, of the blessed life. And it's planted by the rivers of water. 
God is saying just very plainly that as we uh, delight in his word, his word is like the water of God that washes and cleanses us. He's planted near this source. Secondly, he yields his fruit. Jesus is coming back to look for fruit in our lives. You know, if Tess is going to write, she's going to write for the kingdom of God. If you're a musician for the kingdom, God has gifted you, he's equipped you to function in the body of Christ in a particular way. And that's awesome. He's going to look for that fruitfulness. You will yield fruit. And the third thing is, his leaf does not wither. Are you going through a tough time? Everybody's in a different season. His leaf does not wither. Job, everything was taken away, but his spirit did not wither, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fire. I mean, I just love this. You know, we're over here as wicked sinners, so we get saved to escape the fire, right? But if you're really on fire for God, in his purpose, delighting in him, you find fire or fire finds you and you delight and you don't wither. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's the fire. Paul, oh yeah? Don't go to Jerusalem. I'm going. I, if they imprison me, whatever, I'm on a mission from God. And we don't wither. It's an ama- I love that truth. Love that truth. So, we delight in his word. This is how we get this empowerment. And again, it comes in many ways. Reading the Bible, looking at one another. And we gather it. We get that word as we gather together. Each of us have a word and a life testimony for one another. It's awesome. Let's take a look at the third, uh, the third benefit here. Uh, the word brings salvation. And this is so good. Uh, verses one, uh, chapter 1, verse 4. It says, the wicked are not so. They're not like this tree. They're like the chaff. They're not, they're not even a tree-like. They're not even a woody kind of plant. They're like chaff, you know, from wheat or grain, all right? And therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation, you know, of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. And I think that our lives, you know, like when somebody's going to plan to get married, it's like everything they do is to that one day, Right? Well, if you think about it in a little bigger scope, every one of us are living every day to face the most important day of our lives, Judgment Day. I I don't think we can escape that thought. And so, delighting in God's Word prepares us with confidence for that final day. Because we're all heading there. You know, uh, I was on a stretcher once in a hospital. And, you know, they were wheeling me into, you know, you, you don't notice the ceiling so much except when you're on a stretcher, right? And it's like, is this it? Is this it? You know? It's that day. You knew it was coming a week before, a month before, and the, the, the day was there. No man, we don't know when our time is up. But it's for that one day. Delighting in God's word either brings salvation, it brings salvation to us. It causes us to grow in very beautiful ways before him. Amen. It's fantastic. I'd like, that's why I ask God to, you know, let me know that you're watching 
watching me constantly so that I know how I'm fitting in to his time schedule. And that each day is filled with that word. So yeah, there's like hell's fire and then there is, you know, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And as we connect with God's word, that fire gets into us so that we live a passionate, a very passionate life. I would venture to say that most of us here today have asked God into our lives. And what I'm going to unpack now is this idea that if you delight in God's word, you become God's word to the people around you and to our community. Just like with, you know, my buddy Javon, you know, at the Sprint store. It was so much fun to pour into him. It was like, yes, this is why we are on the planet, you know. I'm not picking weeds that are going to grow again. I'm not cutting the grass. It's just going to grow again, right? I'm not going to the store just to buy food that I'm going to eat. I'm going to have to go back again. But doing something that lasts forever, that's cool stuff. And that's what God has called us to. So you were in sin. You asked Christ to come into your life because his word was alive to you. See that? His word brought life. And he washes away everything from the past, and he begins to create a new life within us. And his idea is that this life is a journey so that he keeps giving us his word. His word is like hands of a potter on that clay, and he'll shape, he'll shape us day by day by day. And to, to miss a day, the clay dries out to some degree. So God is wanting to speak that into our lives. And when we live our lives knowing that we have been saved from hell and that we have been designed to delight in one thing, God, and to hear his word, this is our mantra for life, hear his word, become his word, and then share his word everywhere we go. What else is there in life that is really going to count in the end? Because we're all headed toward that one day, that judgment day of God. Now, faith comes by hearing. We live by faith. We're saved by grace through faith. And that, that comes by hearing God's voice. None of us were designed to be hard of hearing when it comes to hearing God's voice. I was talking with somebody last week and they were like, oh, I don't know if I should do this or if I should do that. I want to do this, but I, you know, it's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do it on this day. I said, well, you know what? You're a Christian. You're free to live in the liberties that God has called you to. You don't have to come under the judgment of anybody. Walk in the grace of God. Get your direction clearly from Him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And this is how, you know, when we gather together, we hear the Word of God. And we hear it from one another in fellowship. You know, our small groups, you know, maybe during the summer we've taken a little bit of a break, but it's going to be time again, you know, to, to gather with one another, you know, in, in safe ways so that we can delight in the word of the Lord. I pray that God's word is so filling your heart today that as you look at this, you're asking yourself, what are my real priorities? What are the priorities I'm living out? As you get older, you realize you have fewer days, you know, and uh, you just begin to realize some of the things that mattered so much don't matter anymore. Time is irretrievable. The second passes and you can't get it back. Thank God we serve a God who redeems the time so that we can do things that will make up for and move us forward in a wonderful, wonderful way. 
The reality today is that in every one of our lives is probably a little bit of mixture. We can say God's word and delighting him, delighting in him, getting turned on in the spiritual realm, being lit for God is what we want. I can say, just go home and do that. But I want you to know how. Taste and see. Taste and see. Do something that you feel led to do that is very personal between you and God and watch what happens. And if it doesn't happen right away, I'll let you know a little secret. You'll be seeking God and it's not happening. He's happy that you're seeking Him. Sometimes when we seek Him and we get the answer, we go, yeah, thanks God. And we're off, right? But we keep seeking Him and He's so happy and then He'll pour it out. And then we can have that delighting in the word of taste and see today. Yes, his blood, his word creatively calls you righteous. And you do love God. And if you don't, on a surface, because there's other things, then God wants to work in us today with the freedom of the law of the spirit that he speaks to us. Amen. Marriage. In closing, marriage is a commitment between two people. And God is in love with us. His word is to draw us closer and closer in relationship until it's culminated in the book of Revelation in the marriage of the Lamb. And girls, when you say yes to that guy, you are saying no to 3.7 million, billion, I'm sorry, other guys and guys, when you say yes to that girl, you're saying no to 3.7 billion other girls. I don't know that we have 3.7 billion other interests, other priorities that might struggle, we might struggle with. But this morning, I think we can say no to something that would compete for our delighting in God. Amen? What is that thing for you today? What would you look like if all of your delighting was in the word of the Lord? Remember, that means a walk in nature. It means singing. It means music. It means gardening. It means working on your cars for the glory of God, like Paul does, because it's part of his ministry. Right? Getting God's word because there's nothing else that will ever satisfy you. You will leave here very unhappy today if you continue to delight in something that you know God doesn't want you to. And you will leave today very blessed when you say no to 3.7 billion other things in life and put God first. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. It is always alive. It is as sharp as a two-edged sword. Yeah, and it does surgery in our hearts. And it makes us whole. You cut away the things that shouldn't be there. Because by nature, our fallen nature, by that which we've inherited even from Adam and my grandparents and parents, I delight in some things that are not you. 
thank you for those battles because today the power of God is available through the word of God to annihilate those things, to turn my back on those and to begin to delight in you in a whole new way because it is your spirit that lives within us. How dare we deny the power of your spirit that is alive in us today that makes us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, not only in behavior, but in the spiritual realm of appetites and what we delight in. And may it be your word as we gather together in this place, as we gather together with heathen with whom we can share your word and those within the body to build them up so that we grow in you and become a mighty force in the world, not just the Elginac. We thank you and we praise you today. And everybody who wants us, let's stand together as we sing in closing. Everybody who wants us, just say amen. Thank you for joining us as we study God's Word together. We'd love to hear how God is moving in your heart and get you connected into the Woodside Bible Church family. Head to woodsidebible.org contact to introduce yourself today.